Welcome to Toe to Toe, a podcast for realtors where you'll witness a battle of opinions about topics affecting your real estate business. There are many ways for realtors to achieve success. The secret is to find which approach will work for you. Now, always in your corner, here are your hosts, Jen Merkland and Monica Weekly. All right, welcome back. Jen, what's up? Hey there, Monica. <laughs> How have you been? Great. How are you? Very, very good. Are you ready to duke it out today? Oh, yeah, girl. I'm on it. All right. Today, you and I are going at it over this. Should we move to net listings? Net listings instead of open listings or the way we are set up now. And I know we're going to talk about what a net listing is because many of us have never operated on it or don't even know. So yeah. Jen, give us like a quick overview of what the difference is between a net listing and an open, open listing. And ex- mm-hmm. Okay. So most agents right now are using exclusive right to sell, which means they are the only listing agent that's allowed to market and sell the property. An open listing is more like a for sale by owner where any agent can bring a buyer and whoever brings the buyer is the one that like earns the commission. Right. And then you have a net listing where the set that's sort of more closely aligned to an exclusive agency where the listing agent is the one that is allowed to market the home, but the seller says, Hey, I want to get you know, 350 for this house. I want the offer to be 350, but anything above 350 actually goes to the agent's commission. So if the agent gets uh, 360, the agent makes $10,000, or do some of the proceeds from the sale have to come out of that, or do they come out of the 350? Um, I mean, uh, not proceeds, the like the expenses of the sale. No, it's anything, my understanding is it's anything above the it goes directly to the agent is my understanding. Okay, good. And then the seller pays the normal costs associated with closing. Yeah. What's interesting about this is that a lot of commercial stuff is done open listings. So is that just basically a for, for sale by owner in our world? Yes and no. They... Well, I talked to one, I did bring a commercial agent on to discuss this, which is really interesting. Yeah. So they are saying that they place the value more on the relationship. So it is like a for sale by owner, but normally the, when the people call the owner, they'll say, Hey, call the eight, call this agent, but there's no real exclusive right to sell. And is there uh, an agreement then a commission agreement? In that case, that the listing agent is going to make something? You mean if they don't sell it? No. No, in the commercial world. My understanding is is no, but that, I guess, doesn't really happen. It's different. Like, so the, and this is why I was thinking about, like, what if, how would that translate into, like, a residential, our residential world, right? So, like, for us, we're shoving paperwork in people's faces to sign it. But for them, it truly is relationships. Mm -hmm. But like even in our contract, in a lot of the contracts, they say like once our contract is over, you seller can't sell it 
unless you list it with another broker, but you can't sell it to somebody who I brought. That's right. And it's like, our contract is not built on trust. Mm-hmm. Whereas like commercial operates more on trust and relationships than residential does, which is so interesting. It's so backwards, really. It, it seems, seems like, like it is, but I guess it's not. Maybe you and you I know? should go into commercial. I know. Well, I think it's, yeah, it'd probably be better for you. It'd be harder for me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah so I think- my opinion of this question is I, I don't, I'm not a hundred percent on board with the exclusive right to sell, but I'm mainly not a hundred percent on board because there are agents. And of course, none of us Mm, here, mm. but there are, we have all run into agents that they get the listing agreement signed and then they vanish. And then the seller is trapped. Mm -hmm. And it's really not because of anything they did. It's the agent. Mm-hmm. You know, and the agent doesn't answer their phone. So how can they sell the property? Like, I don't know. I think it, there's, there's gotta be a better way. And I don't mm-hmm. know if open listings are the best. I think like they actually do that in Peru. Also, when I was in Peru mm-hmm. in Lima, mm-hmm. I went to a, um, uh, like a board of realtors type mm-hmm. meeting, meeting with mm-hmm. the agents from cool. all different brokerages. I mean, it was in Spanish, so I didn't really, understand <laughs> but cool like, I had like that. a little mini translator and they like do it like the open listings because they don't even have an MLS. Right. God, that would it's, be, uh, you want to talk about the need to be a hustler. Like a wild west all lazy agents would be out of a job here, which. Yeah. But it also, I think too, could potentially feed more, um, I want to say like lies or. Yeah, right. Deceit and games and all that. Yeah, which I don't like either. But I think there has to be, I think I'm a fan and and we've talked about doing this before, like in our team and we haven't really done it, but I'm kind of a fan of a looking at the data and then setting up like a scale model. Mm -hmm. Like if we sell it for this and this amount of time or get this list price to sale price, then we get this commission. If it's, you know, if we have to reduce the price or I don't know. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Well, what's interesting to me about the net listing approach is it would squash something that drives me fucking crazy in this business. Excuse the F-bomb. And that is when agents buy listings. And if you don't know what I mean by that is where you're, you're competing with somebody and you're telling the honest to God truth that this is 350 and you've been honest, you've shown them data, you show them supply and demand, you, you have data backing your number and they still say, oh, I want 375. And the next agent rolls along and says, yeah, I can get you 375 and buys that listing from the from the seller. I think that would stop that because agents would need to be really clear that they actually freaking thought they could get 375. Otherwise, you know, that takes education, right? (laughs) Right. Otherwise, the last time at real estate school, they told you how to pull comparable properties or relevant properties. It just doesn't happen ever. No, we learn about mold instead. Hashtag mold is really hashtag important. apprenticeship program. Okay, that's right. Oh, here we go. Had to fit it in somewhere. Got to get it in there. In. No, I so I lo- I like in theory. I you know haven't thought through it seven steps ahead because I'm sure there's a disaster with it. But I yeah. like the idea that it would create a partnership and an agent like mindset of honesty, re- real being realistic. Right. And communication because with the scaling model. So you could still have like, like, and 
like an exclusive right to sell. That's like almost like, okay, here's, I've seen uh, many agents do like six months or a year or whatever. But I think like looking at the data and saying, you know, the average days on market is, well, in a lot of places, it's like an hour. Four. (laughs) Let's say it's, you know, the average days on market is under 30 days. So we're going to sign an agreement for 30 days. Here's the plan. If and when we sell it for this price in these amount of days, here's my commission. And and it's more, you know, right. maybe it's more because you get like a little bonus depending on what they owe and all this stuff, right? Right, right. And then if we have to reduce or whatever, but see, sometimes when you reduce, it's not it's not really because you put the you interpreted the marketing correctly. It's because the freaking neighbor had to move because they got relocated. Right. And, and you, you fell victim to the pricing. Yeah, right. it's true. Yeah, so many variables. And that's why it's a really interesting question. I don't know any one of them that's perfect. Of course, the exclusive right is how we're operating most often in in residential, right. at least, sounds like. so. There are a ton of agents that are doing the sliding scale that are like, if you want, mm-hmm. you know, if you want me to like, be a hundred percent your agent and do all these proactive things, then it's this price. Mm -hmm. If you don't want me to do any of that and you're going to take your own pictures, then it's this price or whatever. Oh, wait a second. Agents would allow their sellers to take their own pictures. (laughs) I mean, if they'll take pictures on their own cell phone, they'll allow somebody else to take them. (laughs) In the hell. We need to have a freaking toe-to-toe on that one. No, (laughs) no. I'm tired of seeing your jerky ass pictures on every list. <laughs> it's horrible. I'm in a mood today. Sorry. You are in a mood. You're wound up. You know, the only thing I will, uh, my standard around price scaling, if you will, I have two things. One, I will not take less than $3,000 commission. So if I, if I'm selling your $60,000 house, it costs $3,000. Mm-hmm. And if you're plus out of t- that plus a portion, plus too. the 3% for the buyer's agent. Yeah. Okay. And then I will charge 7% if you're out of, if you're an out of town seller, because I am going to have to do a lot more work. Now, if you have a child here in town that will manage a lot of the, the being over at the house and meeting the blah, blah, and the la, la, la. Okay. But if I've got to be your power of attorney and I've got to meet everybody over and you're just gone, I'm going to be doing a lot more work. So I'm going to charge you more. Well, and we did a podcast, um, and I can attach it to this one, but we did one remember about like minimum or maximum commission. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm still a proponent of that. I think that in general, my feeling on signing contracts is honestly, I don't think they're worth what they're written on. They're just, they're not worth anything because people do whatever they want anyway. And the chances of us really pressing somebody and taking them it to court. Like hardly any, maybe. None. Yeah. yeah. I think that it's good to have something in place so everybody understands. But I just, I think that, I mean, some of these states have like 10 page long contracts. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's a page. Look, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what you're going to do. Do you agree? Great. Boom. Right. Right. <laughs> like, it's just not that we're making it way harder than it is, which makes it very combative and it's just not necessary. Right. You do need something though, like a, like a pilot needs a flight plan so that you at least land near the city you're trying to get to. Well, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, otherwise, there are some you know. airports where if you miss, you're dead. So yeah, like, I bet you've been in a couple, I think. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you ready to go back to your corner? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Get back to We're right. going to take a short break here. Word from our sponsor. And when we return, we'll have the final punches. 
Do you have an entrepreneur mindset? Do you believe in the power of building wealth versus just selling houses? There's a new kind of business model for realtors, and you owe it to yourself to see why top agents and teams are aligning their future with the fastest growing real estate company in the world. EXP Realty, tomorrow's brokerage today. For more information or a private discussion, go to the Toe to Toe Podcast Facebook page and send a private message telling us you'd like to learn more about EXP Realty. Welcome back. Now, before we ring the bell for the final round, Jen, you said you talked to some peeps about this. I did. It was really interesting. And I did bring in a commercial agent to see how they do it, which I found super fascinating. Yeah. I don't know anything about commercial. That's a different beast, isn't it? It's a whole different, I mean, that's not my lane at all. And PS, if it's not your lane, don't represent a client through a freaking uh, commercial. 100% agree. Thing. Get somebody that knows what the hell they're doing. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. For final well, round. Yeah, final round. I, um, you know, I'm going to say I like the idea of exploring the net listing. I don't know if we're ready to like throw that in. I like um, uh, giving m the agent the ability to tier it. Like you said, I think is not a bad idea, but that exclusive agency probably creates the nicest partnership versus me versus you kind of uh, partnership. So I don't think we're ready to do anything with the net listing right now is my bottom line. All right. Well, I'm going to disagree on the exclusive right, creating the nicest partnership. I'm going to heavily disagree on that. Okay. And I think in the spirit of always wanting to blow shit up, I yeah. think we should go for the open listing and just see what happens. You know, have like a real throw down. All right. But wait, in an open listing, you're just only going to be a buyer's agent. Oh God. <laughs> That's what you are. You don't get to be listing agent anymore. It might be kind of fun. I'll try it. I'll yeah, try it. right. <laughs> you you do that for about seven you know, days. I feel like that's what we're doing now. I mean, houses are in our area are like, they're off. I mean, one house that Alan, my partner showed yesterday had 43 showings. What? Yesterday, 43 showings. That's destructive abundance. And it's a nightmare because he's going to get 11 offers and that sucks. Yeah, right. It does. It's too much. Well, we did, uh, I think we did a podcast too on like how to help your clients with multiple offers. Yes, we did. Because there were some really good tips in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially in the bonus rounds. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, I think that's going to have to be the end of today's battle. I hope you guys I'll give you something to think about, right? And yeah. maybe reevaluate how you're partnering with your sellers. So do you think there was a knockout? Mm. Uh, if there was, go to Toe to Toe Podcast Facebook page and let us know. Oh, yeah. Bye, Monica. Bye, Jen. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toe to Toe Podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get updates when new episodes are available. And we truly love feedback and would appreciate all likes, reviews, and suggestions for future topics. <laughs>